Now streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. This is episode 104 where we will be doing a now streaming episode where we will be talking about the TV shows and movies we've been watching this week, uh, where you can find them and if you should spend your time watching them or not. So to get us started off, uh, I've got my co-host Kyle Cox here tonight. Kyle, what have you been watching this week? I, uh, I got real late to the party on this movie. Uh, called Ex Machina. I've also heard it referred mm. to as Ex Machina, but I'm pretty sure it comes from the Latin Deus Ex Machina, so I'm going to call it Ex Machina. If anybody's got a problem with that, you know, fight me after the show. Um, have you ever seen it? Yes, I have. I saw it when it first came out in theaters. Oh, wow. Okay, which was, uh, let's see here. What, what year are we talking? How long has this been out? Uh, like 2013. Yeah, very close. Um so for I have some thoughts that I'd like to share with you about this movie. Um, first off, Oscar Isaac. Like, what did we do to deserve him? He's great. Um, I've never seen Oscar Isaac in a movie and been like, man, Oscar Isaac sucked. Um, now, we've all seen episodes 7, 8, 9 of Star Wars. Sure. And we don't need to yeah. get into that. But he was and so he was doing his best to duct tape that thing together. He sure was. They he was all holding were for it the in. most part. Um, but this movie really floored me. Um, Ex Machina. Because uh, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was... It's one of my... It's, that's going to be somewhat hyperbole. Finishing... after like As soon as the movie finished, I was like, that's one of the best movies I've seen. Um, Alicia Vikander. Don't think I've ever seen mm-hmm. her in anything. She was awesome. The uh, Dom Hall Gleason guy? Yep. I think he's great. Um, he was in that episode of Black Mirror uh, with Haley Atwell. Um, he was in About Time... Um, yep. And he's also sure... in the new Star Wars movies. He's, uh, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's one of like the head commanders or whatever of the new Empire. And then, am I crazy or was he in a Harry Potter movie? He was. He's one of the Weasleys. This guy just, like, I, for whatever reason, every, like, I just think he's great. I think he is, he does a fantastic job. Even when it's like a yeah, Harry Potter and, movie, I don't really care about it. I think he's great. And you'll know his dad as well. Um, uh, I can't remember his first name, but also Gleason, um, <laughs> famous British actor. That's one of those people that when you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. He's a perfect that guy. Uh, he's in 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah, that uh, guy. How he's in, he? in Bruges. Brendan Gleason, uh, yeah. He's Brendan always Gleason. the bad yeah, guy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got like a kindly face that you trust, and then he's always the bad guy. Sure, yeah. It's like, Hollywood guys, we should have learned by now. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, but those Gleasons, man. Yeah, you, you can never trust them. Uh, and then directed and written by Alex Garland. Um, can you name one other thing Alex Garland's done? No. Yeah. Sure so can. this was his first. This is his first uh, di- directing job, which is crazy to me because I thought it was so good. And he also yeah, wrote agree. and directed Annihilation. Uh, oh, okay. Which is another pretty good movie. Uh, so, man, I just. I, when I turned this movie off, I was like, what a good movie. And, uh, man, we're really fired up about it. And it's been a while since I've seen a movie and I've been like, dude, like, that is, like, I want to talk to somebody about that movie. Um, so, yeah, I don't one like giving away. I thought it did a, one of the things I thought it did a really good job of was being suspenseful and mm-hmm. kind of mind-bending mm-hmm. without falling back on a lot of tropes. Like, there weren't, like, a bunch of jump scares and there weren't, like, you know, this super complex 
story that was told to you on the front end and then you're just kind of waiting for it to happen it's taking you along and you're figuring out it basically at the very end but along with dom hall gleason and it gives you a lot to talk about when it's over and i yeah i think it was a really well done and i also love movies when they can give you a good story with small cast yes Uh, yeah that was my other thing like i think there's like eight people in this movie and I think there's, yeah. like, three sets. Like, there's three different sets that they use for the whole movie. And that's it. Um, so, it was, like, really stripped down. And it was very thought-provoking. And it was one of those where, like, I didn't know how it was going to end at all. I think by the title of the movie, I was like, I think I know how this ends. Um, and then, towards the end, I was like, I'm actually not sure. I don't want to spoilers. This movie came sure. out eight, nine years ago, eight years ago. But, like, at the very end, I was like, I'm not sure if if he's going to get out of this room or not and like uh and, and I loved the ending I thought like from start to finish I was like that is one of the better movies that's come out in in that decade which reminds me uh I don't think we ever followed up on you like catching me up on the movies I missed from like 2011 to 2020 um mm. which we don't have time for now but put that in the back of your brain cuz I'd like to go over some of those cuz this is one of those that I missed I've never really yeah. heard of but I loved it. I thought it was great. I think that's one of the best movies of, of that time frame of the 2010s. What are we calling those? Those aren't the yachts, right? We talked about this. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure those are the yachts, right? No, there we go. No, the you're right. No, you're no, no, you're right. The yachts are zero to ten. We need someone who's smarter than us to come on this podcast and tell us what 2010 through 2019 is. Because hey, Dale, just go ahead and tweet at us and let us know. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I. Uh, so I, I saw that movie and I freaking loved it. I think that those movies are so few and far between where it's just where, solid all the way through. Where where did you watch this memento of our generation? Oh, let's not go that far. Uh, HBO Max. It's on <laughs> HBO Max now. HBO Max released a couple stuff or just added a couple new stuff that I'm really excited to watch. And most of them contain Oscar Isaac. So I'll have more to report back on the new Oscar Isaac movies on HBO Max. Um, and then the next one I want to talk to you about, there's a, a, a documentary series called Untold on Netflix. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. There's apparently if like... If I have, it's not, it's not striking a, a chord with me real fast. There's apparently like five or six documentaries that have been done under this Untold banner. And the one that I watched was called The Girlfriend That Didn't Exist. Oh, is this about uh, Manti Teo? I saw it. I saw your. I saw the. I saw the the gears turning in your mind, and then the yeah. bright light came on your eyes. About Manti Teo, and uh, so I was a big like. So this all happened like twenty like thirteen, which had been like in like my second year of college coaching. So like I was pretty like I remember like watching this dude, this incredible story of this dude who went through so much trauma and so much heartache. And it's such a great story. And he like is like in the Heisman running. And then he gets his tail kicked by Alabama in the national championship Didn't game. Didn't we all? Yeah. And I just remember being like enthralled by him as an athlete and as like a person. And then and then the story broke that the girlfriend was never real and it was all a hoax. But then like I kind of just I never thought about it again. Like he played in the NFL for nine years. I didn't know that. I never thought about him once after after that whole thing happened. Oh gosh. I think after he ran like a four nine forty at the NFL combine, I was like, and I don't care anymore. Um <laughs> that dude played like almost a decade in the NFL and I never thought about him one time after that whole thing. Yeah. 
Um, Nine years seems like a lot. I would have thought it was a couple, and then he kind of like slowly went into retirement, you know. I think he he's got drafted by the Chargers in the second round, and I think he ended up playing yeah, for the Saints that. for a little bit. Um, okay. But I looked at his, his stats, and he was at least on a roster for eight or nine years. And so, like, wow. I was enthralled to watch this, and I wasn't ready for a lot of it, even though I knew most of the story. So, if you're a sports fan, if you remember the Manti Teo deal, uh, it's a really good watch because it's like, it's like the original catfish. And before that was a term, or at least before I knew it was a term. And uh, it's a really sad story, but it's also pretty touching. Uh, and it's, like, wild. So... I would suggest Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist uh, on Netflix. I enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm very interested. I heard that uh, – I heard somebody else talking about this in the office the other day. Don't they interview Manti Teo and the person that was catfishing him? Yeah, so that's the thing. So it's a, it's a that's documentary. That's crazy. It's a two-part documentary. They're never in the same room together. Um, but you kind of see everything from like he, – he kind of intros it. They intro it with Manti Teo and kind of give the backstory a little bit. And then they're like, and no one ever heard the side of Roxana or whatever the guy's name was. And then they're like, until now. And then you see, you see this figure sit down in front of the camera. Obviously, it's supposed to be, the, I can't remember the person's name now. And it's a transgender woman. And then title card. And it's like, untold. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go grab a beer and I'm going to come back. This just got crazy. <laughs> like, we've got stuff to unpack now. Uh, so it was. it's a really good two-part documentary. I think each one's like an hour long. As far as a storytelling device goes, did you like it being split up into two hour-long things? Or do you prefer like the, here's the three-hour documentary, like one giant thing at one time? Yeah, you know, I don't know that it needed to be two parts. I don't think there was a beginning, middle, and end to each one. Um, okay. I'm sure, I, I'm assuming they do that just to make it more it's it's daunting when you say watch a two-hour documentary i want to watch an hour documentary, yeah. and then there's a second part okay you got me that that was going to be my thing as well it's like i feel like i'm more easily going to watch that knowing that my original time commitment is only an hour sure and if i like it i can come back for more and there's a good chance i'm probably going to watch it all at the same time but if you tell me up front it's two hours and 15 minutes or it's two hours and 30 minutes Unless it's a Ken Burns documentary, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it's like this podcast. We do the now streaming and then we split it up with the content one. Because an hour long podcast, right. who's got time? A 20 minute and a 40 minute? Oh, I'm in. Sign me up. Uh, well, anything else you wanted to touch on? No, man. What have you been watching this week? Uh, well, I also have been watching a lot of HBO Max as well. Uh, House of the Dragon came out, so Ooh, yeah. I was scrolling through getting ready for that. And was finding all the other things that I had forgotten about and was yeah, really excited. That's so how I found I, Ex Machina, I, yeah. Yeah. So I finished Westworld season four. My wife lost interest after the first episode, and I've been just uh, kind of waiting for season her to four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it good? Do I need to stick it through? I liked it. At some point, you're just like, you can't keep going with this, right? Right. Uh, but they're bringing it back. And I love where they left off cool. on this one. And I'm excited. They definitely set it up for one more, yeah. which is insane. And I, I think the characters do a really good job of keeping it suspenseful, keeping it fun. Jonathan Nolan does a great job of keeping it, uh, you know, mind bendy. Yeah. Uh, think you always think you're on one timeline and you're never on that timeline. <laughs> and I don't know. 
when I'm going to figure it out. I don't know when <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, listen, Christopher Nolan and his brother hate time. So just never assume you're on the rails. Sure. And they just lure me in with these fascinating stories. And then, you know, they pan out and it's like, also, everyone's been dead for 90 years. And you're like, what? <laughs> how? But um, how? So I didn't need to get back into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know I did this last time I talked about it. His name, Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He does a fantastic job. I really liked that they were able to weave him into the series in season three. I like that they were able to introduce some new characters while also keeping uh, original ones interesting uh, while also still developing them. So, I don't know. It, it was a fun, mind-bendy, but if you don't like sci-fi and you don't like time and you feel like <laughs> you... <laughs> if you don't like if, time. <laughs> if you don't like movies that deal with time. I know some people that like if time travel's involved, it immediately turns them off. Because they're oh, like, no. oh, this is so unrealistic. And it's like, yeah, obviously. Time travel doesn't <laughs> exist. You're going to have to use your imagination. Like, well, it's just an unbelievable story then. And it's like, all right, I can't deal with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you're one of those people, don't watch the show. Uh, if you're okay not knowing what's going on and just watching cool people do a cool story, you'll like season four of Westworld. Uh, the other thing, I watched the first six episodes of Harley Quinn, season three, that oh, are now out yeah. on HBO Max. Still funny. That's a great show. Still good. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. It it uh, it feels like I couldn't make it through South Park. I tried to watch like a full season of South Park. I got like two episodes in South Park, and I was like, I feel like I need a shower. I feel like I need to pray. I feel like I need to go in a jog. <laughs> like, I just, like I felt like dirty. Harley Quinn is like maybe, like maybe on the same level of uh, like vulgarity as South Park. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, but it like for some reason I think it's charming and fun, and I think Kaylee Cuoco crushes it. And sure. Jim Rash and uh, Alan Tudyk and part, people. And part of it's also because they are being irreverent to a comic book, or you know, sure to yeah. superheroes. It's it's easy for us to go. Hey, even if I really care about this, at the end of the day, I know it's a comic book. I know it's a superhero. I'm okay. You making fun of it? South Park sometimes hits the nail too close to home. Yeah, that you're like, oh, I'm okay. We have to go away now. <laughs> we have to go away now. Yeah, I have, I'm like uh, two episodes in on Harley Quinn, but that's a fun show. Yep. Alan Tudyk uh, needs to do more things. He's never missed. Agreed. Can't. I would love to see the crossover of how we get Alan Tudyk and Oscar Isaac in a thing together. Can it be done? It would have to be a buddy cop thing where Oscar Isaac's like the the angry, straight laced, like yeah, we got to get this thing, and Alan Tudyk's the goofy guy that gets the goofy robot. Like, yeah, I'm down. <gasps> Sign me Alan up. Alan Tudyk has to play the robot. <laughs> yeah, That's does. good. Okay, so it's a futuristic sci-fi <laughs> buddy cop. Oh. Ooh, uh, man, I'm trying to figure out how we can make it like a RoboCop spinoff. A Christmas robot. <laughs> yes, I bet, <laughs> I guarantee you that movie exists. I'm sure it does. If it doesn't, it will this Christmas. <laughs> Starring. Oh, that's funny. We're going to talk about the other things I've been watching uh, coming up here pretty soon. But uh, no, on Saturday I had a great, just 
sat on the couch and or no sorry Sunday Saturday I worked all day that's yeah. right Sunday just sat on the couch and uh, caught up on a bunch of TV shows and it was fantastic can't beat it and two of those TV shows uh, we'll be talking about in the upcoming episodes on this special three-parter uh, week Woo. of not the podcast you deserve first we'll be talking about She-Hulk the pilot episode and then the pilot episode of House of the Dragons and that's coming up next on Not the Podcast You Deserve.